Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. No, it's not beginning to look like Christmas this February, but it is beginning to look like there may be a pause for a little peace in the Middle East. And if it comes, it comes with the Islamic Ramadan. While eating ice cream, the President of the United States casually mentioned Israel might pause its war with Hamas and Gaza if there was a release of more hostages, and it would come at Islam's holiest month of the year. At the same time, both Hamas and Israel saying there were hurdles to overcome ahead of a new ceasefire. Peace still awaits in so many places, like in Israel, Gaza, like in Ukraine, Sudan, and Myanmar. Take a pause from wars and warmongering. Pause and hear Jesus speak. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris, here with David Wolin, and we're sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're still in a series this week called Songs to Remember. David Wolin, I normally would have said this was the last day of February, but I'm looking at my calendar and there's an extra day. Well, that's funny. There's an extra day on mine too, Charles. Well, it only happens once every four years, but uh, I guess it's leap year. And uh, so we're going to get one extra day this month. Uh, I think it's kind of a bonus day. That's a good way to look at it. And in some ways, I guess that's appropriate uh, because we're going to be in James 1 today where the apostle says that we're to count it all joy even when we face trials of all kinds. And there's a bonus in here. It's not only because the Lord gives us joy in our trials, he also gives us perseverance which makes us more mature in Christ Jesus. So for you listening today, that's the bonus waiting for you in God's word. So keep listening. I think that's a great concept, a great bonus. So stay with us as we'll be turning to God's word. We'll hear more from singer-songwriter Adam Wright from the corner room. And to get things started on this Haven today, let's hear word-for-word word music from James 1 as Adam opens our program today. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And that steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be Baby, burn. 
message here on Haven today as we open with a song from the Corner Room Remember and Proclaim album and a word-for-word song from James chapter 1 verses 2 through 5. And Adam Wright is here with us again. Adam, that song got you excited when you wrote it, didn't it? <laughs> it, it might just be my favorite. Uh, it, it's it's kind of the black sheep. Like there's not really any other song on the album that's like that stylistically, uh, instrumentally. It's just very different, but I also love as i as I read that passage and was starting to kind of put it to music, I mean the word that stood out to me was just joy uh I think when you look over it, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds trials uh anybody can relate to that, and often I find myself in a trial it's easy to be to not really think about it as an opportunity for mm. joy it's it's an opportunity for just kind of sitting in it, being discontent or complaining about it, but man. That's not what James says. You know, count it all joy. And I wanted the music to kind of exude um, a joy that we might feel even in a really difficult circumstance. Well, you certainly accomplished that. But I'll tell you what, Black Sheep is the last term that I would use to describe that wonderful song. That's great. (laughs) Isn't it good to spend some more time with Adam Wright, David Wollen? And I have to say, I have so enjoyed his unique gift to set the words of Scripture to music that everyone can enjoy and sing. These words really do stick in your mind and in your heart, which is pretty good, because every song is word for word straight out of the Bible. So whether you have children in your life or not, I want to encourage everyone to get a copy of Remember and Proclaim, Scripture Songs for Little Ones, so that you can hide God's Word in your heart in a fun way. You know, Charles, uh, at dinner last night, my wife Marcy suggested that we listen to the album together as a family during dinner, and we did. And it was so much fun just to see our kids resonating with it and enjoying it. So, you know, this music is making its way into our home, and I trust also for our Haven listeners. We're so eager. I know both of us are to share this blessing. And uh, so for you listening today, Charles and I want to send you this CD for your gift of financial support to Haven today. There are 10 songs set to 10 different passages of Scripture to help you remember and proclaim God's Word. Just go to haventoday.org. You can hear other sample cuts from the album. You can make your gift there online and then request this album, Remember and Proclaim. This is our thank you for your much-dependent-upon help. Again, it's haventoday.org, or you can call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open the Word together. We'll be in James chapter 1 today, and Charles, I'll kick us off, and then in a few moments, you come back in, and I'll look forward to you wrapping us up with verses 4 and 5. Okay. And we're calling this series of programs Songs to Remember because songs really do help us remember. God wired our brains that way for the beautiful things to stick with us, and music is definitely part of the beautiful in God's creation. 
But at the same time, at least in this Haven program, the music itself isn't the main point. What matters? The reason we're doing all this this week is from the desire to commit God's Word to memory, to hide it in our hearts. And the benefits of doing that, I'm convinced, cannot be overstated. I know that what I've memorized from God's Word is a treasure to me. So much that I have a deep conviction that I need to do it more, and the desire is there. Well, perhaps listening today, you can relate to that. And I know from what I've memorized that because I did memorize it, at a moment's notice when the need is great or if there's an opportunity to just speak a word of grace to someone else, it's right there when I need it at just the right second. And when that happens, I think back to what Jesus said in Matthew 13, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. And so it is when we do that, quoting from God's word, we're bringing a fitting word into the moment. And when you do that, you're bringing forth treasures from the Old and New Testament, and you're glorifying God and blessing others in the name of Jesus. And in those moments, one of the passages I know I often find myself bringing up come from the first few verses of James. I've heard so many Christians do the same over the years because, one, the passage is so well known, and I think that's because it connects our trials and the joy of the Lord. And those things come together uniquely for a Christian. It's God's invitation to seek and ask him for wisdom, and he gives it so freely and generously. And that's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, as we live out our faith in Jesus in the real world and walking alongside each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. But as familiar as James chapter 1 may be to you, can I encourage you just to try to listen to these words afresh, as though for the first time, because what James has to say is really quite startling. He says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And I'll just read it again. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Well, have you ever heard someone say, Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger? There was a time in my life when I would have paired that little nugget of worldly wisdom with what I just read from James 1. That is, right up until I discovered it's not always true that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I know it from personal experience, from my own life and trials, and from pastorally walking alongside other people. I've seen the effect, the toll that long-term suffering can bring. All you have to do is... Spend some time with a military vet with severe PTSD or someone with a chronic illness or maybe a broken-hearted parent whose child has wandered from the Lord or even become hostile and cut off relationship. There are countless things in this life that don't kill you but can in some categories break you and break your heart in ways that this side of heaven just don't quite heal. But I've discovered in my own trials, there's a season of my life I describe as a time when the Lord allowed me to be broken. And I can tell you that such worldly wisdom like that isn't all that helpful. But fortunately, that's not what James is saying. James is telling us something different, something better, something true. And there are two parts to look at in this first verse. What does James mean by pure joy? And what does he mean by trials of many kinds? Different translations render this differently. 
consider it pure joy, all joy, great joy? Regardless, the point is clear. On the spectrum of joy, James is not just patting us on the head and saying, oh, it's not that bad. No, quite the opposite. He's making a strong statement about the quality of the joy. One translation even puts it supremely happy. Now, how could that be possible in the face of great suffering and trial? Could it be because James is only describing a certain type of trial? Maybe he's excluding the really bad ones. Could that be it? Well, all we have to do is look at the rest of the letter. James addresses the plight of many, even most Christians, what they were facing in the early church. He addresses illness, persecution. There's one commentator who writes that Jewish believers were mainly poor people who were caught up in a situation of considerable social tension, oppressed and taken advantage of by wealthy landlords, hauled into court by rich people who also scorn their Christian faith. So really, it's a wide variety, all types of trials. But not only that, there's another kind of trial that James goes on to speak of in this letter, one that all believers face. Temptation. Well, this letter was written to Jewish believers, much like Hebrews was. And in both cases, for Jewish Christians in the first century, there was a particular temptation to walk away from Christ, to escape persecution from the Jews by separating themselves from the church, distancing themselves from Jesus. That's one temptation they faced among many, and enduring temptations is itself a trial. Even when your resistance to the temptation is successful, but what if you give in? What if sin gains the upper hand in a believer's life? What if you begin to live as if you were a slave to sin again instead of belonging to Christ? Your identity is firmly rooted in Christ. That cannot change. You're united to Christ. And that's why living as though a slave to sin and temptation is a category of soul suffering that's unique to believers. And if you're there right now, light is a great disinfectant. Confess your sin to the Lord. Confess it to another believer. There's joy and deliverance in this, and it can lead to the kind of joy James is talking about. Pure joy. James goes on to say that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then verse 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And ultimately, that kind of perfection is something only attained in glory when Jesus calls us home and glorifies us with himself. But one final point, Charles, before I toss it over to you. The way this passage can sound to our ears sometimes makes us think that the testing of our faith is really about determining whether we have faith or not. In other words, a pass or fail exam from God. We might think like God is standing over us with arms crossed just to see whether or not we've done our homework and waiting to give us a big fat F with a red pen if we fail. But that's not accurate. According to biblical scholars writing about this passage, the Greek word for testing is the same one Peter used describing how gold is purified, how the dross is removed. That's the concept. God uses our trials to refine and purify. He's at work. He's shaping us into the image of Christ. And that's loving and purposeful and for our good. So keep that in mind. And in doing so, it can only be the power of the Holy Spirit within us. We can look at our trials and consider them pure joy.
Mm, pure joy. And David, what you just spoke about can seem a bit strange when we hear it. If you were to read this passage with young kids, they might even ask, how can we be joyful when we face hard times? And this sort of response seems foolish in the eyes of this world we're living in. And that's why prayer is so important. James knew that this sort of response was not natural to us. When a child is bullied at school or having a rough day, their response will not necessarily be joy. He or she would most likely be sad. They might even shed some tears. And I think that's why James follows up his call to joy in this way in verses 5 and 6. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed with the wind. These verses are important. When we don't know how to respond to trials, what do we need? Wisdom? But what is wisdom? It's a God-given understanding of how we live. We need this insight from the Lord, from his word, to guide us as we live turbulent lives. Let's say you're having a conversation with one of your children, or in my case, grandchildren, perhaps after singing the James 1 song from the Remember and Proclaim album. They tell you that they've been having some trouble with friends at school. They haven't been able to get along the past few days. That child is clearly broken up about it. You just need to remind them of the words that You just sang with them. You can respond by saying, you know, what you're feeling is okay. There are times when I'm not sure what to do, how to be joyful when things have gone so wrong. But what does God's word tell us to do? If we're lacking wisdom, we should ask God. What's amazing about this passage is the response that God gives. So often we think of God as too stern. He's just waiting for us to mess up and then he'll drop the hammer on us. But we serve a compassionate God, a merciful, generous God. Listen one more time to verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. He gives wisdom to everyone who asks without finding fault. He won't shame you. He'll rejoice knowing that you came to him for wisdom. And these verses are a great reminder for all of us, no matter our age. And when you take the time to sing this section from James, these words will remain with you for the rest of your life. I love the preaching of God's word. It's powerful. And the Holy Spirit uses it to save sinners like you and me. But as powerful as that is, It's quite rare for me to remember a particular line that a pastor said years down the road. But a song? You and I can sing countless songs that we haven't heard in decades. That's why what we listen to is important. Music is powerful. How much more when we sing God's word? After telling us to ask the Lord for wisdom, James provides us with a warning in verse 6. But when you ask, believe, don't doubt. The one who doubts is like that wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. When you and I ask God for wisdom, we have to believe. We ask in faith. This is important 
with young children. It's important with grown children like me and you, David. That's when we pray. We do so by faith, believing we have a God who hears our prayers, but he also answers our prayers. And the Father answers our prayers for the sake of his son, Jesus, in whose name we pray. He doesn't always answer them when we want or how we want, but he does answer. And he does that because he's good. So the next time you're facing any kind of trial, it may be a strained relationship with somebody in your family. Maybe it's a financial crisis. Just ask the Lord for wisdom, his wisdom. Ask him, believing that he will give you what is necessary to make it through this trial. He won't leave you nor forsake you. In fact, the Father and the Son have sent the Holy Spirit to us, and the Spirit now dwells in us providing us comfort, guidance, and yes, even wisdom. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. He who testifies to these things says surely I am coming soon surely I am coming soon amen come Lord Jesus amen come Lord Jesus Jesus. This is Haven Today, and I'm David Wallen here with Charles Morris, the program series Songs to Remember. And you've been listening just now to words from Revelation 22 from the Corner Room and Adam Wright. And let me just point out for anyone who has heard one of the prior Haven programs this week, and if you're wondering if we realize we've played the same song at the end of each program, the answer is yes, we do. It was on purpose. And we're going to keep doing this all week. It's a little experiment, a little proof in the pudding, if you will. I'm betting that if you hear that song five days in a row, that little refrain 
Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, will be stuck in your mind and maybe even enter into your conversations. I certainly hope so. And uh, besides, it's my favorite song on the album. Maybe soon it'll be yours, too. (laughs) And I appreciate David Adams' desire. He started writing for children, but then everybody in his church wanted to sing these songs, too. They wanted to hide scripture in their hearts. All the songs on his Remember and Proclaim album are word-for-word scripture, the music so well done. And David, I know your kids have really enjoyed this song, and, and I know everyone will be surprised, like I have, how quickly you can remember scripture when set to music. Yes, Charles, and I know from experience that lyrics stick in adults' minds as well. So let me just say that with Easter a month away, and we do have parents in mind here and grandparents, this CD would be a perfect addition to an Easter basket for the kids in your life. So for your gift of any amount to this listener-supported ministry, we'd like to send you the Corner Room's Remember and Proclaim CD. You can hear samples from the album at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org, and you can make your gift there, or you can call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. And I'm David Wollen. Thanks so much for joining us again and sharing great Christian music set to Scripture. Won't you come back again tomorrow? Yes, we'll hear Revelation 22 again from Adam Wright. But we'll do that in light of the great story. That's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Valentine's Day has come and gone, but Christians are called to love every day of the year. And not just because love is a good thing, it's because we serve a God who defines what love is. And God's love does not need a special day. He never forgets the object of his affection, his people, chosen and loved in him. Jeremiah 31.3 says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And that's important because God knew our rebellious hearts ahead of time. He knew we'd take his love for granted, and yet there's never been a moment when he did not love us. And we know this because he sent his son to rescue us. See Jesus more clearly through daily time in God's Word. Visit GetAnchor.com.